Well, you may be seated, and uh, we're going to start a new series today. We're going to call it Living in the Last Days. How shall we live in the last days? Well, it's no secret we're living in the last days, and in the last, time, last days, the Bible talks about times will be perilous. But I want to accentuate <clears throat> this morning Psalms 91, so we'll begin in verse 1. The 91st Psalm says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Now, there's three major themes in Psalms 91. Number one, presence. Number two, protection. And number three, promises. G. Campbell Morgan said this, the psalm, this psalm is one of the greatest possessions of the saints. So in these last days, how shall we live? Number one, we must learn to live in the secret place. And why is it that we need a secret place? Well, isn't it obvious? I mean, all you've got to do is turn the media on for 10 minutes... And you'll hear of wars and sea wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and rebellion and people going into Walgreens and cleaning the shelves off. I mean, folks, these are crazy days. And there's quite frankly a lot of people that are off. And the reason why they're off is because they don't know Jesus. And that's why you and I are here. We are here to pray, we're not here to worry. We're not here to moan, bemoan, and complain about what's happening in this world. You and I are world changers. I'm going to try this side over here. You and I, we are world changers. But we can only change the world by living in this secret place. This secret place is a precious place. And the Lord gave me several things about the secret place that I want to minister to you. And I won't be able to get through all of it today. But what is this secret place? Number one, the secret place is your safe place. God has a secret place for his own. You have your very own secret place. And I like what Psalms 27.5 says. It says, for in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent, will he hide me? He will set me on high above a rock. You see, it's in this secret place you are hidden from the plots of men. It's in this secret place that you are hidden by being overtaken by plagues and pestilences and accidents. And all the things that are in this world. In this secret place is the place you really want to live in. Number two, the Lord showed me this. That the secret place is our saturation place. Say that with me. This secret place is my saturation place. And I looked up the word saturate a little earlier. It basically means to fill completely with something that permeates or pervades. And so it is the will of God for us to be filled with all the fullness of God. 
Another definition of saturate is to be loaded to capacity. How about that? How about us being loaded to capacity with the Word of God in this day and this hour? How about us being loaded and filled with the Holy Spirit every day of our lives? Well, this is not impossible. This is possible as we choose to live our lives in the secret place of the Most High. In the secret place of El Elyon shall we abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. So you've got El Elyon and El Shaddai in that secret place. That's a good place to be and that's great company. Say of me, I'm living my life in the secret place. Your secret place of the Most High is being saturated with the very presence of the Father. Notice with me that the word dwell. He that dwells in the secret place. That means you lodge there. That means you take up residence there. That means that you live in his presence. And this is not a place that we go to just when we get in trouble. This is a place for you and I to live. This is a place for you and I to dwell. This is a place for you and I to lodge. Amen. Amen. See, a lot of people want a, you know, kind of like a, a microwave miracle. They want a quick fix. But I'm telling you, folks, that's not how it works. All of the promises in Psalms 91 are contingent upon one thing. And that is that you and I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That we live in vital union and live in vital communion with Him. Amen. Jesus said this in John 15, 4. He says, dwell in me. And what will he do? <clears throat> he said, I will dwell in you. He says, live in me and I will live in you. Folks, we want a living relationship with Jesus. How about the rest of you? Some of you kind of look sad this morning. No, the Bible says he's made us glad. And you'll get gladder and you'll get happier if you live in this place. And I understand this, that the secret place is not just one location. No matter where you are, you can dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And what's going to happen when you do? You'll enter in to a supernatural rest. You'll enter into a supernatural peace. You see, in Psalms 46, in verse 10, he says this, Let be and be still. Are there some things in our lives that we just need to let be? Are there some things in our life that we just need to turn over to the Lord? How about 1 Peter 5? Casting all your care, all your concerns, all your worries, once and for all on Him. Why? Because He cares about you abundantly. And he's watching over your life every day. Amen. So there are some things in our lives that we need to let be. And once we give it to him, there comes a rest into our soul. 
Notice with me, he says, let be, let's keep it up there, and be still. And know and recognize that I am. Is he not the great I am? Is he not the Lord I am that healeth thee? Is he not the Lord I am that made you righteous? Is he not the great I am? Is he not the one who said to Moses, when Moses said, who shall I say sent me when I go to Pharaoh? You just tell him, Moses, you tell him, I am that I am has sent me. Amen. And so when you enter into this place of stillness that comes from the secret place, you can be still and you can know that the great I am is still on the throne. He said, I am God. And did you know he is God? And did you know that he's El Shaddai? And did you know that he's more than more than enough? And that he's a supernatural God? And that he has supernatural rest? And he has a supernatural best for your life? It's not God's best for us to be walking around in anxiety and fear and stress. No, be still and know. Recognize, perceive, and understand that I am God. Yesterday when I was laying down for my nap, yes, I like naps. How many of you like a Holy Ghost nap? Just not in church, please. I just took that one scripture. I said, I'm not going to look at any devices now. I'm not going to look at my message. I'm not going to be making a lot of faith confessions. I'm not even really going to be praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to go and enter into my room, and I'm going to enter in to rest. And the scripture that I was meditating on was, Be still, Mark. Let be. And be still. And know that I'm a supernatural God. And I have supernatural intervention for you. I have supernatural intervention for your family. I have supernatural intervention for your church. So let it be, Mark. Roll it on me. Be still. Be still. And suddenly there just came just a rest over my soul. And in that rest, there came a greater knowledge. There came a greater epinosis. There came a greater intimacy and a revelation that he truly is God. How many of you know that you're not God? How many of you know your job is not your job? How many of you know your wife or your husband is not, come on somebody, is not your God? I'm telling you, God is God. And God don't ever change. He's God in the morning. He's God in the afternoon. He's God all day long. He's God in the hospital room. He's God while you're paying your bills. He's God on the traffic zone. He's God in the city. He's God in the country. He's God all over this place. Amen. God is God. And he don't ever change. That's one of the songs that I listen to while I'm working out. Ray Jean comes on. He's God in the amen corner. 
I'm thinking, yes, I can speed up a little bit. He's God all over this place. And he's God all over this nation. We're living in the last days. We're living in the best days. We're living in the worst days. But they're not the worst days for those who've called on the name of the Lord. It's not the worst days for those who are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Oh, there's a place in God. There is a place called secret where you're full of peace. You're full of joy. You're full of faith. And you're full of anticipation and expectation of a bright future. That's where I'm living. Who will join me? Who will come along now? Take us higher, dear Lord. Higher in God. So let me. And be still. Sometimes you've got to lay your hands on your own head. Because the head is where all the darkness tries to penetrate. The head is where all the negative thoughts come to. The head of, is the place where all the thoughts of failure come to. The head is the place where thoughts of you're not going to make it come to. But if you'll just flip the switch... And don't let darkness into your soul. Amen. But rather let my word enter in. For I have said in my word that the entrance of my word brings light. So allow my word to dwell in you richly day by day, hour by hour. Yea, let my word be your final authority. And so shall the light of my word dispel the darkness. And so shall the entrance of my word be the catalyst for the exit of the enemy's words. Allow my word to live in you. For I desire my people to rise like an edifice higher and higher in these last days. These are the last days. These are the days for my church to get stronger, to come up higher, and to be a brighter, brighter, brighter witness in the world around you. If you and I will walk, just walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the light that you have. I mean, Reuben may have more light than somebody else. Amen. I don't want to do some comparison. Reuben may have less light than someone else. You are not responsible to walk in the light that someone else has that you don't have. On the other hand, you are not to use it as an excuse to live a lascivious fleshly life. You're the purpose in your heart. I'm going to live. I'm going to dwell. The entrance of his word is going to give me light. And by the grace of God, I'm going to walk in it. Walking in the light. Living in the light. Speaking in the light. Being saturated by the light. Dwell in the secret place of the most high God. I'm encouraging you, dear brothers and sisters, this is not a day, this is not a time for us to be namby-pamby about our relationship with God. Is it, a time, it is a time for us to be all in, 110%, all in for God, all in for His Word, all in for prayer, all in for revival, all in. <clears throat> Say it with me, I'm in.
Look at your neighbor and say, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. (coughs) You're in Christ, right? You're in the family of God. I didn't know all that was in there. The secret place is your safe place. The secret place is your saturation place. The secret place is your place of rest. Hallelujah. So we know why. We know what. But let's look at the how. Let's just get practical today. How then do I live in this place that God has made available to me? Pastor Mark, how do I enter in there? Well, I'll tell you what. You enter in the way you do anything and everything in the Word of God. You do it by faith. Look at your name and say, I enter in to this secret place. I do this by faith. Hallelujah. And you can do it. You can live there. You can get there. And you can stay there. James 4, 8 says this, draw near to God. What's he going to do? He's going to say, oh, brother, Pastor Tom again, he just ticks me off. No. I'll tell you what, when Pastor Tom draws near to God, God draws near to him. Amen. But somebody says, that's Pastor Tom. Pastor Tom does not have anything you don't have. He's got the Lord. He's got the Holy Spirit. But he has a purpose in his heart and a commitment. By the grace of God, I'm entering in by faith. And I'm going to come close to God. And God's going to come close to me. Just a closer walk with him. Close to him. What do you say we stay close to him in this day and in this hour? Hallelujah. Thayer's definition of drawing near means this. To draw or come near, and I like this, to approach. Did you know that he is approachable? Have you ever met someone in life that is not very approachable? John and I were at an Angels game when John was about eight years old, and there was a certain certain movie star there. It was kind of interesting. We walked up to the gate, and somebody said, do you have tickets? I said, no, we don't have tickets yet. And this guy gave us two box seats about three rows up from the dugout. And we were visiting Southern California, and, you know, John and I, baseball fans from day one. I mean, we've been to World Series. He's been to All-Star Games. John's my little baseball buddy. He's not so little anymore now that he's 43, but he's still my buddy. And so we're going into the game, and, and John and I looked and said, oh, there's a movie star. I won't tell you who it was. And, of course, Bing, the first thing you want to do is get an autograph, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we walked up to this person and said, can we have an autograph? No, no, I'm not doing any autograph. <laughs> and John kind of looked like this. And I said, it's okay, John. It's all right. Aren't you glad that God is not that way? He's autographed you. He's painted a picture of you. On the palm of his hands. Now, I understand people have their privacy, so I'm I'm over it. (laughs) But God's not that way. When you come to him boldly to the throne of grace, when you draw near to him, friends, he's going to draw near to you. He loves you. And you belong to him. And you are not your own. 
And don't think for one moment that there's any distance between you and Him. As you draw near to Him, He is so approachable. So approachable. I love it, don't you? Let's just do that right now. Let's draw near to Him. Lift your hands up and say this with me. Oh, Father, I draw near to You this morning. I come close to You into this secret place. So you and I have access into this secret place because Jesus is your high priest. He's your high priest. In, uh, let's see, Hebrews 10, verse 21 through 22, in the Passion Translation, I want you to go ahead and read it boldly when I say three. One, two, three. Ready, read. And since we now have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house. We come closer to God and approach Him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from Him. Nothing's going to separate you from the love of God. Let's continue to read. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. Come on, say this real strong. Now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God. You're clean, you're sanctified. You're justified. You belong to God and God belongs to you. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So don't draw away from him. Draw near to him. Come close to him and he will come close to you. Oh, I like to shout. And so when we live in this secret place, it will change us. It'll change us through and through. You cannot help but be changed by the glory of God when you behold Him, when you live in Him. Oh, hallelujah. It'll change the way you think. It will change the way you see other people. Instead of looking down on homeless people, pray for them. Instead of cussing people out on 880... Do Christians cuss? I'm not going to answer that question. But instead of being derogatory about your boss, oh yeah, your boss needs prayer. But have you looked in the mirror lately? Could you use a little prayer? We'll start sowing prayer. Because every seed that you sow, there's a harvest coming. That works positive or negativity. Every positive seed you sow, you're going to reap something good. Every negative seed that you sow, you're going to to sow something bad. But when you live in this secret place of the Most High, it's going to change you. How many are up for some change? You know, I figured it up. I've almost been 50 years off of drugs. Thank God. But you know something? I haven't arrived. I haven't arrived. 
God's still working in this old boy. I should say this young man who's being renewed like the eagles. But he's still working in me. Just ask Brenda. Changed. 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 From living in Him. It'll change the way you think. The way you think about others. It'll change the way you think about yourself. And I'll tell you what else it will change. It will change the way you speak. I said it'll change the way you speak. Because here's what I've discovered. The secret place, number three, is our saying place. Say it me, the secret place is my safe place. The secret place is my saturation place. And the secret place is my saying place. It's where I speak from. It's where I declare from. Now notice with me, in verse 1 we've already read it, but notice with me in verse 2. I will say of the Lord. Did you know that you can have what you say? I will say of the Lord. Come on, help me. He is my refuge, my fortress. He is my God. I lean and rely and in him I confidently trust. Woo, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my protection. He is my God. You know, I'm thankful for what God has done in other people's lives, but don't you factor him out of your life. He is your God, and he's no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. In other words, for him to be those things in your life, you need to speak that. You need to say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord think so. Is that what it says? It doesn't say let the redeemed of the Lord think so. It says let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so saying is a very important factor by living in these last days. We must learn to say what God says about us. Anything else is of no value. Say what he said. Speak the word of God only. How many of you know how you got born again? I know how I got born again. In Romans chapter 10, in verse 9 and verse 10. Now this is from the NASB. It says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. Everyone see Jesus, Jesus. is my Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? You will be saved. Now notice with me the next verse. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in what? Resulting in righteousness or right standing with God. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. 
How many of you enjoy some good results? Well, the best results you've ever gotten in your life is with your heart and with your mouth that you made Jesus the Lord of your life. That is the very best decision you've ever made. Somebody said, well, Pastor Mark, I'm not getting good results. Well, then you need to change what you're thinking. You need to change what you're believing. You need to change what you are saying. So with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, confession results in salvation. But understand this, that salvation is an all-inclusive word. Salvation means wholeness. Salvation means deliverance. Salvation means healing. Salvation means prosperity. So if you want results in healing, you want results in prosperity, you want results in your soul, hook your heart up with your mouth. Because the door to the supernatural hinges on two things. What you believe and what you speak. Years ago, Gloria Copeland said this, in order for faith to work, faith must be found in two places. It must be in your heart. Say, it's in my heart. And it is in my mouth. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, this is how you got born again, right? Now, when you got born again, you did not just get renewed. When I got born again, I didn't get renewed. I got recreated. You talk about a miracle? If any man be in Christ, he got renewed. No. If any man be in Christ, he is a new. He's a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. I want to say to you this morning, you've already believed for the greatest miracle God has made available to mankind. And if you have believed to be recreated, you can believe for some repairs. Come on, somebody. You've already believed for the greatest miracle. You've been delivered from the power of darkness, translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. You need some repairs in your body? You need some restoration in your soul? It works the same way, by believing and by speaking. Say to me, if if I have already believed to be recreated... I can certainly believe for repairs. Is he able? How about this? Is he willing? If he's able, and if he's willing, you're able. You're able to believe God. He's given you the ability to believe him. He's given you the measure of mountain moving faith. You can believe God. And you must be willing. You must be willing 
to say, this is your word and forever, O Lord. Come on, lift your hands up. Your word is settled in heaven. You've already believed for the greatest miracle. Put your hand over your heart and say, I believe in my heart. And I say with my mouth that Jesus is my healer. That you took my infirmities and you bore my sicknesses. Jesus, you are my healer. For you were wounded for my transgressions. And with the stripes that wounded you, I am healed and I am made whole. I believe in my heart that Jesus is my healer. And I confess with my mouth that with his stripes I am healed. There are repairs taking place in my kidneys. There are repairs taking place in my knees. There are repairs taking place in my soul, in the chemistry of my brain. I declare the chastisement of my peace was upon you. I declare that Jesus, you are my healer. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that I receive my full salvation, my full deliverance. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The secret place is my saying place. The secret place is my believing place. The secret place is my safe place. The secret place is my covering place. Now you will see a difference in your body if you will but keep the switch of faith turned on. If you will cast down the negativity and you will replace those thoughts with my thoughts, my thoughts concerning your well-being. If you will replace those negative thoughts with my thoughts, you will see a major difference in your body within 10 days. But you must keep the switch of faith turned on and declare it is well with my soul. It's well with my body. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Every organ, every tissue of my body is functioning in perfection to which God created its function. I proclaim from my place, this secret place, I declare it is well. It is well. It is well. It is well with my mind. It is well with my brain. It is well with my eyes. It is well with my hands. 
It is well with my feet. These feet were made for dancing. These feet were made for walking by faith and not by sight. Amen. I mean, even the Bee Gees had a revelation of that years ago. They sang a song, You Should Be Dancing. I was listening to Mark Hankins a little bit earlier today. He texts old George Pearson, Pastor Pearson, a text now and then. George, you should be dancing. Well, I think there should be more dancing in the house of God. I think there ought to be some more rejoicing in the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say with me, it is well. It is well. And it shall be well. For I have let it be. And I am still, and I'm sure of this fact, he's my God. He's my fortress. He's my refuge. He's my high tower. Impenetrable by the enemy below. For I've been raised up and made to sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, Satan can't touch me. Satan can't touch my family. Satan can't touch my loved ones. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. And I declare, it is well. It is well, 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 it is well. It's well. It is well. How things going to turn out, how things going to pan out, it's going to pan out, it's going to go God's way. And if you will go God's way by living in this secret place of the Most High, it shall turn out and pan out well for you. Do you believe it? Well, shout about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand up, everybody. Let's give him praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is well. It shall be well. Things are going to go God's way every day. Of my life. The secret place. Is your safe place. The secret place. Is your saturation place. The secret place. Is your place of rest. And the secret place. Is your saying place. That's half of them. We'll look at the other half next week. And we'll start out with this one. The secret place is our covering place.